It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Straw Hut Media. Cheers, oh, salud. Mm. That's delicious. And so is that. So is that. Pour yourself a glass of your finest tequila or whatever you drink. From Straw Hut Media, this is Tequila Talk with Daisy Fuentes and Richard Mox. Welcome to Tequila Talk, everyone. Post-Valentine's Day edition. How was your Valentine's Day? Um, it was wonderful. Was it? Yeah. Who'd you spend it with? Um, my lover, Richard <laughs> Marks. I, uh, I like that you and I have sort of found this place. I think when we first started dating, we were both pretty mocky. Is that a word? <laughs> <laughs> we we still like, are. <laughs> we kind of are. And we don't, we generally don't do your typical Valentine's right. bullshit. Right. But I also think it's like, and we've talked about this before, this whole idea of marking a day in your calendar to be more romantic or yeah. more loving to your partner or your spouse or like, really? Yeah. Like, and, well, and, we know it's a commercial thing. Yeah. Like just about every other holiday has turned into a commercial thing. Pretty much. Um, but it's a sweet one, you know, it's yeah. a really sweet one. The only thing that I don't like about it is that, you know, couples feel the pressure to do something super right. special and Instagram worthy and single people feel like shit. Yeah. And I don't like that. Right. <laughs> it's just Our so friend silly. George Hahn had some pretty funny posts about it because he's single and he's like, <laughs> When the fuck is this day going to be over? <laughs> yeah. I remember when I was single, I would just hang out with all my girlfriends and we would either, you know, have a, a dinner out or we would have like a movie night in or, and yeah. it was kind of fun. It's just nice when, yeah. you know, when you choose to go against the grain. I noticed, speaking of social media, I noticed on that, val this last Valentine's Day, I noticed people commenting, basically saying, in fact, I, maybe it's always been the case, but this particular day highlighted it. So many people saying, yeah, I'm, I gave up on that years ago, or yeah. I haven't been with anybody in years and I'm okay with that. There's a lot of that going around. Yeah. There's a lot of that going around. I think that this generation um, has a much more cynical perception of love than other generations. And I understand why I, you know, with what's happened in the last couple of years on top of what was happening already with social media, mm -hmm. 
they've become much more closed off and more to sex as well as romance. Yeah, I was reading something that said that young people are um not really engaging in sex well, as much as, as much, yeah. You know, our generation and that's mostly due again due to social media and the internet and and just doing everything online and including other distractions. That. And also other distractions. Yeah. So you don't I mean I you'd think I would have taken a second to look this up, although I just had this thought. Yeah. Do we know if there's some, there could be, a, obviously it's sociological, but is there also a potentially an, a, an environmental reason for a, maybe a decrease in libido in younger people or? I, I don't think are so. Are young people just as horny as we were? I don't think so. Well, I wonder why. Because I, I think because, Porn is so much readily more readily available. Right. Anywhere, anytime, for free. I used to free. have to sneak my dad's Playboys. Yeah. And, um, you know, and I think that there was much more curiosity when mm -hmm. we were younger. And there was now, more mystery. Yeah. And now there isn't. Everybody is just, you know, you, right. you have easy access to that anytime, anywhere. And you think it's it dulls the, those senses yeah, a bit. Yeah. Because... Because it can't compare. If you're hooked and on, on porn, and, I, and I'm again, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with porn, right? Nothing at all, right? But if you start watching porn when you're very young, like m most people are doing today, they're starting very, very, very young to watch it, and you get a little addicted to watching it, and then the only form of sex that you have is through porn or with porn and then when you have a partner it seems i can see how it would seem odd because it's really difficult to match that or to compare to well, what you're yes, watching because it's then, freaking porn but you remind me of a conversation we had years ago when i i, I said something like uh well, you know a lot of when we were talking about porn and people getting addicted to porn etc and oh we were talking about how uh men's perception and acceptance of porn is usually different than most women's. And, and I said, you know, some women feel like I've heard people say, I can't compete with that. You know, when it comes to my <laughs> boyfriend or my husband and him watching porn, I can't compete with that. And Daisy went, you could try. <laughs> <laughs> and I went, Oh my God, I just fell more in love with you. Well, you know, that's the right attitude, but... I think so. I mean, certainly when, if, if you're watching porn to the point where you're not really sort of functioning or you're not, or it's affecting your your libido, your business life, your family well, life, whatever, then now you have a problem, but... Yeah, but even if it's not that, what I'm saying is if you're just addicted to getting off with porn or that's what you're using for sex right. and that's all you've ever known since you were young then the times that you are with somebody else is going to be those times are going to be awkward and it's yeah. never going to compare because you've you're used to something else right and it's really I, I think that you know people are having a hard time even communicating and uh socializing because you you fall so out with all that that yeah. you, you're just not used to it and it's awkward and people have all social anxiety well imagine if you have social anxiety just going to a party or just meeting people 
Imagine the social anxiety when you're used to sex on the internet and now you're with a human. Yeah. It's weird. It's I uncomfortable. Stats, <coughs> excuse me. I wonder what the stats are. Uh, people who just watch porn. Yeah. Versus people who are into interactive, like where they're having online sex yeah. as opposed to yeah. where there is somebody on whoever. Sure. You, don't know who, you don't know who the other person is really. Right. But it's all connected. It's all something that you're doing anonymously. Yeah. And it's all something And essentially that, you're still kind of alone. And you're not really connecting. Right. And that connection with somebody else is something that has to happen naturally that you have to, you, you know, you start when you're young having a crush on people and the whole process of learning how to be attracted to somebody else, which, you know, starts for some people very young. Mm -hmm. You have a crush on somebody, you start by, you know, kissing someone and by, you know, the small gestures, all that is gone. Mm -hmm. All that for the most part is gone because kids are now very familiar with porn. So they go, they skip all of that young puppy love, sweetness, that learning curve that we should all have. All that is skipped and they go right to the porn. And it's it's a different experience. And it, I can see how it could really screw with some kids. Also uh, very difficult to monitor it. Yeah. Like you can monitor it in your own house. You can get blockers and stuff like yeah. that. But they're going to go to their friend's house and watch Well, I don't it. think it's anything to, to really block or make. Well, it depends. I mean, if I had young kids. Yeah. They're going to find it somewhere else. I don't think that that's the key. I think the key right, is to talk to them about still, it. Yeah, but you you still have to monitor it the best yeah. you can. You have to, you know. Well, we're, we're past, I believe that we're past an age of monitoring because you, you can monitor as much as you want in your house mm -hmm. and you can't control what they're watching elsewhere. All they have to do is step outside. Yeah. Go to the next door neighbor's house or anywhere. So yeah. it's more about talking to your kids. And explaining to them that they're, you know, not to get caught up in that. But how do you do that when all their friends are doing it? I was reading about this. I was reading that kids are, you know, more into porn than they are into f actual physical relationships. Mm -hmm. So I really think it's about talking to them and explaining things to them. And, and that's even hard to do because, as you know, when your peers are all into something and they're all awkward in the same places, then... You, you're less likely to come out of that box that you've put yourself into. Yeah. Then again, look, there's also just the, the concept of society tells you that you're supposed to interact and be with someone and have a partner and have relationships. Mm -hmm. But there are also people who, if that's what works for them and they're productive people and they seem happy, yeah, then all power to them. Absolutely. That That's going to lead me right into a topic that we've been discussing the last couple of days. In fact, we even started watching some sort of silly docudrama oh, yeah, documentary yeah, yeah. Yeah. on it. And I'm going to start with a question. Okay. Um, so what if I asked for an open relationship? What would be your main concern and what would be your initial reaction? Would you take a second to think about it or would you initially be like, hell no? If I My, said, I want an open relationship where you can see whoever you want and I can see whoever I want, My but we're, we're going to be honest about it and, 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 you know, be faithful to one another just with our, you know, honesty, but we we're allowed to have sex with somebody else, just not fall in love with somebody else. Yeah. Uh, my initial reaction would be rejection. I would feel rejected. I would feel like 
you need something that I'm not providing. Mm. And so it would immediately, I would immediately take it personally. Really? And then I would, uh, I, I just believe that that's not, I, I just feel like I'm not wired to do that. And I just fell a little bit more in love with you. <laughs> well, is this, 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 this is a surprise to you? <laughs> well, I think that a lot of men would be very excited to hear that proposition or even that that possibility. Okay, I don't know. Maybe it's a uh, time of my life. I don't know. Maybe if you and I were in a relationship when we were in our late 20s or early 30s and we'd been together for five years or whatever, I don't know whether I would say, oh, well, maybe while we're still young... We should experiment, but maybe not lose each other. But and the the point is, we started watching because one of us read something about. Oh, we had a conversation with somebody about swingers. Yeah, so it started with us talking to our neighbors, who have been in our neighborhood longer than we have. Yeah. And By the way, everybody listening already is like, "Oh, they're total swingers." <laughs> <laughs> and they were saying that the neighbors, know, not us. Yeah, that there's a whole thing in the neighborhood with swingers, and I thought, well. It's a little surprising, but again, I'm sure that happens in every neighborhood. And they were like, yeah, there's there are signs and there are things that you do to let other couples know in yeah. the neighborhood. And I, I was like, what the fuck are you saying right now? Well, <laughs> I was less shocked because, and I never experienced it or could even identify anyone, but I lived for a long time in a really small town a suburb of chicago that's where it happens midwest and i heard later oh yeah it's like a total swingers community in there Mm -hmm. really because i looked around and it was it would have been pretty grim (laughs) um but what i'm fat so we so daisy and i had this conversation and then we were curious about how people make that decision how do they make it work what's the success rate of something like that yeah, I don't know. And we watched one. We tried to watch one. There's really no. There's th- nothing good that we could There's find. There was nothing, nothing, a, no current, well done documentary on it. I think it. I would love to see one. Yeah. Um. Here's a question: When it comes to, and by the way, having an open relationship is very different than being well, swingers. Being swingers, yeah, they're very different. We'll be right back after this short break. So, you know, there's um, there's being a swinger. There's polyamory is mm-hmm. another term that I was not familiar with, mm-hmm. you know, years ago. Um, and then there's open marriages and those three things are all different. So um, polyamory is where you have uh, three partners right. or, or more, I suppose. I'm not really sure. Um, you know, it could be two guys and a girl, two girls and a guy, mm-hmm. or three women or three men. I, it could be whatever. And you all decide to it's live big as in a, Utah, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's a different one altogether. Oh, okay. But it's it's where you all decide to live as a family and even raise children right. together. And, you know, it, it's a very loving, it's more than just a sexual relationship. It's a very loving you know partnership right like if it was a couple but it's more than two people but that i have heard about and seen Mm -hmm. maybe not documentaries about it but i remember seeing a dateline episode or whatever 2020 about um families like that and 
and I think to myself, okay, so it's Monday night. The and it's the 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 cases I saw were a man with several women with several wives, right? Polygamous, right? Uh, and if he's get if he feels a little frisky. And let's just say he he's one and done. He's a one and done kind of guy. How does he decide mm-hmm. who gets his attention? Who gets left out? Do they get jealous of each other? Even though they've all made this arrangement, how does yeah. he how does he keep up with making all of them content and happy? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, there were there were a couple of TV shows about that. There was a reality show about this family right. in Utah. I I never really. I, got into i never watched it but yeah i'm curious about that too so that's different that's um polygamy then there's swinging which is when you as a couple both agree to exchange couples with other couples but still be part of it where you know if i'm having sex with someone else you're watching or a part of it or you're having you know you switch partners so right. if we go out with another couple then you would be with that woman and i would be with that man it doesn't always mean swapping but it means that Everyone's all four involved. people are involved yes even if they're not actively participating, you're in the room or yes, you're, you're a part of it right and then of course an open marriage is just when either couple or both of you are uh have agreed to have relationships outside of the marriage or sex outside of the marriage individually well uh without naming names one thing that's really interesting let's start with the open marriage thing um a a guy i've been friends with for many many years um he was married a couple times and he's been single for the last dozen years or so he got in a relationship with this woman who he really, really liked, but for, for, you know, I'm not judging at all. For whatever reason, he went to her and said, I really feel like we should have, we should bring somebody else into the bedroom, another woman. He wanted to have uh, one designated person. And, and he said, and you and I can choose her together. His girlfriend, who I seemed to remember had never been with another woman at this point, um, agreed to it to please him, said, I don't know how I feel about it, but if this is something you want, I'll go with it. Flash for So they found somebody they agreed on that they knew who was up for it. Within six months, my friend's girlfriend had left him for her. Yeah, and I think that that's uh, something that is very troubling about swinging is that people who participate in that lifestyle believe that it's going to be just sex. And it may start out that way, but it's not just sex, really. It's it's a lot more. And people do get jealous. People do develop feelings. You know, and, and just because you've agreed to be a part of this lifestyle doesn't mean that you're not going to experience jealousy or right. that you're not going to fall in love with someone or just develop more deeper feelings for the new person right. than you have for your partner. Right. So I think that um I think that there even though I understand that there are some couples who really navigate this and it works for them, I think it's the minority and I don't think it can work in in the long run. Um you know, I I I think it's very shallow and I think it can end up feeling very shallow and superficial and you know, if you just are like, oh, we just need to focus on having sex with random strangers, I think that that's going to get old really quickly. 
What if the relationship that you're in is healthy in every way except sexually? What if you have a great, uh, you love each other, yeah. maybe you have children together, but you're no longer sexually attracted to each other? Or if you are, it's just a flicker of mm. what used to be a fire. Do you just go, I'm going to go look for the whole enchilada elsewhere? Or do you? does it make sense to you for someone to say, if you both recognize it and you're both mature about it and you go, look, I adore you. I love you. We have kids. I think we're a good team. We're great friends. We just don't want to fuck anymore. Mm -hmm. Like we're not hot for each other anymore. Rather than end this, what if we took on, yeah. what if we fulfilled our sexual needs right. elsewhere? Right. Don't you think that that's, I mean, well, I kind of get that. Yeah, I get that too, except that's not going to work forever because eventually somebody's going to fall for somebody else right. where they're going to have Well, there's going to be a friendship. huge risk for that. Absolutely. I, I think there will be. They're going to have, they're going to eventually find someone who they have a connection with and who they like having sex with. Yeah. Uh, I think that people want that sexual thrill without putting in the emotional work that is required to have a healthy relationship. You know what I mean? I think yeah. they go hand in hand. So. Yeah. I'm also fascinated by, and I've heard about this for a long time, that there are men and women, although I hear more, I, I hear that it's more prevalent in men, but I'm, don't judge me. No, on that. I this think is, it's both. I think no, 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 women, let me finish what I'm yeah. saying. This is a specific thing. The, uh, the eroticism of seeing your partner, your spouse, yeah. having sex with someone else. So being in the room and watching yeah. the voyeurism of women watching their husbands have sex with another woman or a guy watching another guy bang his wife. Yeah. And I'm fascinated by the line in the sand, if you will, between feeling possessive and jealous versus, mm -hmm. oh, that really turns me on. Yeah, that's a very fine line, I think, for I most people. I would think people. so, right? Yeah. I mean, you just have to be wired in a way that I'm not. I just think that if you really want to have shallow sexual relationships, why not just stay single and do that for as long as you're having fun with that? Okay, let me play devil's advocate. What if a couple in love with each other, they have a decent sex life. Mm -hmm. They love being together. They, they don't want to split up for any reason. They happen to know another couple. They all, the four of them, love hanging out together. They're best friends they're attracted to each other yeah. they love each other they love their time and they spice it up by having sex with each other's partners <laughs> that's an interesting word spice it up yeah <laughs> you mean fuck i mean it up. <laughs> intellectual okay but intellectually i can look at somebody like that even though i could never participate right. in that right. i can look at that intellectually and go well good for them yeah it's the way yeah. i feel about People who are bisexual, there's yeah. a part of me intellectually that goes, good for you. Yeah, you have so many more choices. So many more options. Yes. You're going to have way more fun. I think that uh, uh, the younger generations, people in their 20s today and even late teens and 20s have a different idea and a different perception of what a relationship is. And I get that. It's mm -hmm. a different world when it comes to relationships. It's a different world when it comes to defining partnerships and what they mean to you and really anything goes and i get it i understand it i think good for them yeah it's time to take you know some of the labels off and to take the taboo out of different lifestyles um but with that said 
I, I don't know. I still, I still, even though I get it, I, I can't, having been in, you know, a few serious relationships, having been married, I can't see how that could work unless you are wired completely different. And as humans, we are all wired the same in certain ways. It doesn't matter what your sexual orientation or what you define yourself as. The need for uh, companionship, that need f- to be understood and loved and to feel like you belong, like there's just that you're, you're person that gets you. What if you never find that person? Um. Well, I, I don't know what, I mean, isn't there a version of that person for everyone? I don't know. I don't know. It's a good, that's a good question. I mean, if you don't find that person, then you should ask yourself, maybe it's you. <laughs> well, but look, you and I know several people in our lives mm-hmm. currently who are r- r- great people. Yeah. And they've been single for a long time. Like no relationship. Hard, if any sex, hardly any with other people, right? We know these people well yeah. enough that we would go, this is a cool person. Yeah. So is it just that it's, quote, it's them or is it that their standards have become so rigid yeah. that they're uh, sort of cutting off their nose to spite their face? Are they, or is it truly that maybe in some people's cases, even really cool people, yeah. they can't find other people that, that are cool. Um, I think it's all of the above. You know, I remember the the times that I've been single when I didn't find someone that I was really interested in having a relationship with. I would just kind of date, like not in a sexual way, but just date. Right, to keep, and to I, stay. Just to kind of remember how to have that interaction with someone. Yeah. But I think that the people who who shut down, the longer you shut down, the more difficult it is to jump back on the saddle. Yeah. And keep going and do and remember, you know, it's very difficult from the the people who I know, they basically just say that they get set in their own ways. And the more time that they are on their own and by themselves, the less that they feel like being with somebody else. And I think that it's just awkward. It gets really awkward because you forget how to have that kind of intimate, uh, romantic jargon and that that mm-hmm. scenario and how to interact in that way. Then I tell some of my single girlfriends, you know, especially as we get older and they get more set in their ways. I just say, you know, it's just nice to be reminded that someone is into you. It's nice to be reminded that you're still attractive, that you're still desired, that yeah. you're still desirable and lovable. Mm-hmm. And if you stay away for that, from that for too long, it's hard to get it back. Yeah. Yeah. It's something that I think we, we do to ourselves. The, the more we become loners, the more alone well, you're sure. going to be. That's for sure. Yeah. Those kind of habits get dug in deep. Yeah. And then it's like you said, also, the standards for some people have become so high that it gets crazy. Um, I know someone who, if 
you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Is really only, like she, in her mind, is <coughs> is still 30, which I think is great that you yeah. feel young, but she's really only attracted to younger men and she's older. Yeah. And it doesn't, it's like, you know, a a 25 year old guy isn't going to want to be with, you know, a 60 year old woman. Yeah. Even if you are cool and you're in great shape and you know, you're funny and personable. Sure. You may have, you know, some interest there, but that's really not the norm. And when a 30 year old, person guy or girl looks at you know another partner potential who is 60 years old they see their parent for the most part they don't even see someone sexual so that's a very unusual relationship to develop but yes in that case the standards are so high because you're you're stuck in a time of your life and you refuse to move on to who you are now yeah i know a couple guys like that who the ones i'm thinking of they've all been married before but they haven't been married in a long time they're older men they're mm-hmm. considerably older than i am so they're i'm talking about guys in their late 60s early 70s who still would not dream of dating a woman in her 40s or 50s why do you think that is because they just i think that it's a metaphor for them for their own age and their own mortality so they have this thing in their minds they have to date somebody young and i think to myself dude like and a couple of them are successful handsome guys but like you're wait you're holding out for a 30 year old when you're 70 that just seems crazy i think that there's some psychological um something going on there that's more psychological in the way that society might view this person as more current or younger or more, I don't know. Yeah. Because society has put so much pressure on, on aging and society is so. Although one couple we know has a significant age gap and they've been together for 20 something years 
and they're they're a great couple and they've had a great marriage. Yeah, I I know somebody else like that too. Yeah. So it does happen. It does work. You know, it's not it's not like it can't work. And I do think that an age difference isn't that big of a of a deal mm-hmm. uh, unless someone is super super young. Yeah. Because in that case, even if you're both super super young, it's your relationship is at risk. Yeah. Just for that alone. Yeah. So I also I, now, I just sparked before we move on. Now you just made me. I want to go research. I haven't thought about this in a long time, so I've never looked it up. I want to know what the stats are on the success rate of marriages where both of the uh, both parties are in their twenties, mm. early to mid twenties when they get married. What's the current bet on a marriage like that? Ooh, I I have it's to low, say probably, it's right? low. Yeah. yeah, maybe thirty years ago it was better. So you think the stats? Or Fifty years ago. So you think the stats on uh, people like us who got married in? Well, I was fifty-one when we got married, but um, and you were in your late forties. Yeah. So you think that the stats on those? I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> Not COVID. <laughs> Salud. Thank you. Um, do you think the stats on those marriages are higher than the longevity is higher than people who get married in their twenties? Oh, I'd be willing to bet on it. Yeah, I would too. Yeah, but I, sure. I'm curious. I want to. I want to know if it's like, oh, it's actually higher than I thought, or if like, yeah. holy shit, it's like you're doomed. Yeah, I think that these <laughs> days it's really um, it's good and it's bad that it's easy to get out of a marriage. Yeah, because. Why should you be stuck in a I relationship? Think I don't that, think it's bad. I think it's I don't just think it's all bad. good. I, I never view divorce as something bad. No. I think that you owe it to yourself to move on, to be happy. So, but I, you know, I do think it's a little bit too easy and maybe people give up a little bit too And quick. also this whole penalty for divorce, this whole, you know... Yeah. One person decides they're just not into the marriage anymore. And they got to pay to get And they got to pay and pay and pay. Like, okay, you can leave, but yeah. it's here, right It's going to cost you. <laughs> I mean, there's something about it, and I get it, that people shouldn't, you know, especially women should not be left high and dry at the drop of a hat. But there's also, well, there's I a think, huge chasm between that and, yeah. you know being right, paid for the rest of your life because and, you were married for six years. You well, know I mean? in that case, it's just a business transaction yeah. because you view it like that when you first get in, knowing that that's what you're going to do. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, if there are children involved and whoever the 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 child, the, the person who takes care of the children... Very important. ...should continue to uh, be supported and be taken care of. But if the children are grown... You know, I have, there's this whole thing of like, uh, well, you know, I put in so much time into the marriage. So even if the children are grown and I can get a job of my own, I still want you to pay me. Yeah. Like, what is that about? Who agreed on that? Yeah. Like, who put that law into effect? I believed in you. I support, I, I was there by your side when you did all this stuff and became successful. And then you decided you didn't want to be married anymore. And so now you have to pay me. Forever. Yeah. yeah. There's something about that yeah. conceptually that it makes you go, mm-hmm. really? Yeah. You know, and I'm not I'm not saying that it's women or it's men because it's both. It that can be do both, it. yeah. It's both. There are women <clears throat> paying men and there are men paying women just because that's your punishment for not wanting to be in that relationship yeah. anymore. 
Yeah. So I don't know who uh, put that law into effect. And I don't know. I think that uh, it needs to be revised because, yes, there are many cases where, you know, you signed up for something and you have children. And now you need to continue to support that family. Even if you are moving on, you need to continue to help. Yeah. But you both do, you know. But in many cases, it's just a business transaction. And, you know, there are <laughs> there are um uh, uh uh prenups yes that state if you stay with me for a certain amount of years then you only owe me this much if yeah. you stay for this longer you owe me this much if you cheat after so many years then you owe me this much more right what the <laughs> fuck is that? like who's gonna be okay yeah let's get married yeah. that sounds fun yeah let's do that yeah what are you crazy well i mean the concept of a prenup just to be clear is good. It's good. Yes. But when you have those kind of stipulations, right. <clears throat> Jesus. Yeah, that's a little bit too extreme. I don't know. And I guess that there are extreme cases. What do I know? I don't know. And also, I picture something like, because I've heard, heard of those too. Like, for instance, like if you cheat, I get $3 million mm-hmm. or some number, some yeah. actual assigned Absolutely. value, right? Yeah, it's already predetermined. Okay, so the guy... uh is in a situation where it looks like he slept with that girl, right. but he didn't. Right. But he can't prove that he didn't. Right. You can't prove a negative. And he's got to pay the, like, and he's like, I did, but I didn't. Well, in But that it looks case, really like you did, so write okay, the Okay, but you know in those cases when, when there is a lot of money at stake. They get you, set up. Well, no, you, the, people are hiring mm-hmm. private investigators to have the That's proof I mean. that you need to get the money. Yeah. So- the whole thing is just so screwed up yeah. and it's just so, uh, oh, it's so shady. And I, look, I believe in a prenup. I think that people should have a prenup because it should be easy to get out of a situation if you need to. I agree. And if you're expecting someone to support you, if you're getting into a situation where, okay, this is our understanding is that I'm not going to work and you're just going to support me. And if we break up, you're going to continue to do this and you sign up for that, then you're an asshole. Yeah. If there are no kids involved and you're okay with that, then you deserve to continue paying. Yeah. Um I, I think that it should just be more when there are kids involved. And obviously, if there was love for one person at one point and you're breaking up with that person, sure, help them out. Make sure that you don't leave anybody out in the street. There are, are provisions. Not- you don't have to be... You know, a jerk to people. You can. There are provisions that are not that are, that but it's don't end up out of obscene. It's it is obscene. out of control. It's out of control. We'll be right back after this short break. So, in the last couple of weeks, while I have been focused on finishing my album, and kind of when we're not hanging out together. I'm focused on that, finishing lyrics, doing, you know, in the studio a little bit. Tell everybody what you've been doing. I have been building a bird sanctuary <laughs> around my house and I am fascinated with it. It has gotten a little bit out of control. You think? And just a little bit. I mean, I, you know, they talk and they all told all the other birds that yeah. this is the place to be. Oh, yeah. This is the neighborhood. <laughs> 
This is watering the neighborhood hole. watering hole and <laughs> smorgasbord. This is like this is like the all you can eat buffet of the neighborhood. So of course, um, and I, they are beautiful they're birds. So beautiful. Like some of them are absolutely good. What are the? Did you find out what those? I think most the, of them are finches. The finches, green ones. Uh, they're yeah. It's a type of like finches. Absolutely gorgeous and birds. And they're all different colors and. Anyway, I, I think most people know that we lost our Betty, our dog, yeah. and I've always had a pet and I love taking care of animals. And I just felt like I had no purpose. <laughs> and so I... Gee, thanks. <laughs> no, I love you, but you don't need me to take care of you. I know. And well, feed you. Although I do feed you and take you care do. of you. Yes, but... you do. There you go. <laughs> so I, you know, once I had a little bit of time on my hand on my hands from like not taking care of Betty who was very sick in the end and those last four months were just all consuming with taking care of her I I said you know I noticed that there were a few birds on the trees outside of the kitchen window and I thought oh it'll be sweet for me to get them a little yeah. feeding treat I'll get them a little, a little treat yeah and I did and I saw that a couple of them started coming around so I thought I gotta get some more and so I put up some more and then I started reading about it, like what to, what to feed them to attract more birds and that you had to have water. And so I slowly but surely started building all of that. And so now in the two trees outside of our kitchen, I have a whole bird, like a spa resort set up. They Which have- is also enjoyed by squirrels. <laughs> Very. There was just one who tried, who was doing acrobatics off the tree yeah. to try to get the thing. Uh, but no, it's all kind of uh, squirrel proof in this area. I haven't seen squirrels in this part. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, if you build it, they will come. Yeah. And I'm so proud that I, I now have at, you know, almost any given time of the day, oh there will God. be 20, morning, 20 to 30 birds out there. Daisy's glued to the kitchen window. It's like my meditation because it's, there are very few things that I could just look at and be fully present. I mean, I have taken a couple of videos, but for the most part, I don't have my phone with me. I, I'm looking at these birds for the most part and being really present in what they're doing and just looking at their colors and feeling so happy that I'm feeding them and I'm providing a little safe space for them. Uh, I love the, uh, I mean, it's literally a bird bath. Yeah. The little um, c- circular. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, what do you call it? The little fountain. It's like a fountain. Yeah. But I love seeing them in there. Yeah. Yeah, it's so cute. It is really meditative. I it mean, it really is. I w- I will look at it for like 
20 to 30 seconds, then I'm good. And you'll stand there for 40 <laughs> minutes. I love it. And, and I start then, to walk away and he's like, no, come back and look. Yes, because there's so many of them. And then I downloaded this app called the Merlin Bird ID. It's yeah, a whole Which is kind of like thing. a plant ID kind of thing. Which I have also. Yeah. It's such a nerd. So with this, with this app, I just take pictures out the window of these birds and it tells me exactly what they are. Like it, p- it pops up another picture and I'm like, oh my God, it's the exact same bird. Are they all uh, uh, indigenous to California? Yeah, to to the U.S. Yeah. yeah, but specifically the West Coast. Right. So in the, on this app, you can um, specify the region that you're in, and it downloads all the possible uh, birds that can be in that area. Do you have a goal in mind? Do you have a Do you have a goal of like getting them to eat from your hand? Yes, or? I would love that. I Does, would love is that even a possibility? Sure, it is. Really? But I don't interact with them because I know it scares them. I want to keep them wild. Yeah. And I love that I can, through the window, watch all these birds Mm -hmm. in their environment. And sure, I'm somewhat taking care of them. And I think that a lot of the same birds are coming back. I think it's all like the same group. But I like that they feel free and that I don't have to, you know, baby them or bring them inside. I'm not interrupting them. I can't believe how territorial some of them are. Some of them are such dicks. They're such dicks to each other. Get the fuck out of my way. It's my turn. Yeah. Some of them will definitely not let others eat while they're eating. Yeah. But there have been times when there have been 10 of them in one tray eating all together. And that's very sweet. And then that one jerk comes along and spooks everybody and... Yeah, it's a I lot do of fun get a to kick watch. out of the because you, you said it's just one, but I've seen a couple of squirrels uh, in our backyard. Oh, in the other one, yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's hilarious to me. Yeah, that's fun because they literally climb inside yeah. the feeder, like <laughs> they stuff so themselves crafty. inside the feeder. They're like they'll do anything for a little treat. <laughs> well, but then I started putting a whole other bowl on on the ground for the squirrels and now it's the cutest thing it's actually betty's old water bowl that i put out there and now they'll sit at the bowl like a person next to the bowl picking up the food and the peanuts and opening and it's uh, i just i'm entertaining myself bird food without any consequences yeah because they're all nuts and seeds oh right yeah i mean they prefer when i just do um like these sunflower the the black oil sunflower seeds for them. Mm. They prefer that. And then I also put corn, dry corn and kernels. They love that. It's funny because you can go online and see exactly what wild squirrels and wild birds eat and how to keep them a little bit separate. And it's all all vegan. (laughs) It's all vegan. (laughs) At least these birds and these squirrels are all vegan. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure they go out there and eat the odd worm or so, but not from me. (laughs) Well, I need... I need to find, we talk, we've talked about this incessantly alone, but I think we've even talked about it on the podcast. I need to find something to catch, to get, capture my attention in that way. Yeah. You know, something. I had lunch today, uh, yesterday with uh, our friend Paul Stanley and he, starting during the pandemic, for the first time since he was a teenager yeah he started riding his bike mm-hmm. and he doesn't ride on the street he thinks that that's crazy it's or dangerous he, yeah he thinks it's just the the the, the risk versus reward is no good right. for him. but he found a path a bike path that's basically like a 17 mile round trip wow that's nice and so it's great exercise and he also he told me i'll try to get the name of it from him to I'll pass it forward because i want to look it up too 
Because I said, do you listen to podcasts or music? Because that would make seem to me to be dangerous too. Mm -hmm. He said, I listen to music, but I he wears this thing that kind of hangs around his neck. Mm -hmm. It's not in his ears. Right. So he can still hear everything. And so he can hear everything around him, but he has a soundtrack that sounds nice. That's a great idea. It's a great idea. Yeah. Um, anyway, my point is he got to the point where that's something he has to do four or five days a week. That's his. Yeah. That's his thing. That's his hobby. Is like he gets that's on his how bike, he clears his mind, and that's how he feels yeah. good. Well, we do that with the hiking. Yeah, but I mean, I kind of like you now have your bird <laughs> sanctuary. <hobby>. I need <laughs> one. I need one. Well, I'm gonna suggest that you get swinging. <laughs> You're such a dick. <laughs> oh my god. I'm gonna suggest that you go back to your art. You 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 draw beautifully. Mm. You're an artist in that way. You should start painting. Paul's Paul's a great painter too. Yeah, he's got like he's a, he's become like a a journeyman. Yeah, like he, it's not enough that he's a rock star and Kiss. He's yeah. like he paints and he yeah. well, collects so guitars you. and he rides his bike and and I guess that's why you guys get along so well. Yeah, because you have all that in common. But it's inspiring to to have someone who has multiple interests. I've always had other interests, but I feel like they've waned over the years and I, I, yeah i think drawing do you think and painting. maybe because of the internet i'm just all i do is look at porn <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what it is daisy you might want to clarify that uh no of course not. i think, well i think that in our free time we just internet, jump online and we're like the internet on, is definitely a reason but not an excuse i think that social media has taken up most of everyone's attention i spend way like way too much time on youtube really yeah looking at retro old clips looking of at old porn <laughs> retro porn retro porn <laughs> lots of bush lots of <laughs> massive bush and big long mustaches yes <laughs> and uh and wah-wah guitars in the soundtrack no oh, i God. as you know i can go down rabbit holes yes and i've just found that like I'll go in, like when well, I'll go into our office, and if I have 20 minutes of emails and shit to, to respond to or deal with, then I tell myself, don't Google the Bob Newhart show <laughs> or whatever, some yeah. old retro thing that I'm thinking about, like a show that I watched when I was a kid or whatever happened to this person or, because then all of a sudden the next thing I know. I've spent it's an hour four and a half. hours later. Yeah. And I could have been painting or drawing or. That's what happens to all of us. I will go online to just check emails before I know it. I'm distracted by whatever stupid shit yeah. gets on my screen. Yeah. And I want to do less of that. Yeah. So on the topic of all of this um, sex talk and dysfunctional uh sexual relationships we started watching pam and tommy lee oh the right yeah we should wrap up with this <laughs> we only watched the first two episodes yeah and it, all i have to say is that i'm intrigued yeah and lily james sebastian stan and seth rogan who are the three leads when it, are i, I didn't amazing. know who was in it and with the first couple minutes i'm watching i go is that seth rogan it's incredible because he's he completely transformed himself tra completely and so uh, like lily james and sebastian stan do not look 
anything like themselves. Right. Like you see no trace of what they- I didn't know they, who they were before this though. Yeah, I didn't either. Mm-hmm. I mean, I knew who Lily James was. I was familiar with who she is, even though I couldn't name anything that I've seen with her in it. I know that she's, you know, she's a working actress. Yeah. She looks familiar. But when you see her as Pamela Anderson, it's jaw-dropping. Like, I think the makeup artists on, on this project need to win lots of awards. Yeah. Because it's really incredible. Um, And for those of you who don't know what this is about, you know, um, it's the story of Pam and Tommy Lee, their, of their, their love affair. They were married after knowing each other only for 96 hours. Um, and they divorced. And it didn't work out. (laughs) They divorced three years later after two kids and charges of spousal abuse and child abuse. So it's, um, it's a crazy ride. And of course, they had a sex tape stolen from their home in 1995, and that was released. And I think it was the beginning of all of that. It was the first celebrity tape that, that I remember the Paris being out Hilton there. One I remember and that was after. Mm. And I believe that some that she or someone put that out themselves. But these guys, this tape was stolen from their house, and I think they came to the conclusion that it was stolen from uh, that that a worker. Yeah. Like someone who was very upset, who had done work in their house and they weren't paid, they stole yeah. a safe from their house and in it was this tape. And then they sold it for a lot of money and it became very popular. <laughs> yeah, and it started a trend. Yeah. Uh, you know, I worked with Tommy Lee. Did you? Yeah. Oh, that's right. He was on your it's album. It's actually a really cool story. Yeah. Uh, 1991? Nine, yeah, I'm going to say 90, 1990-ish. Oh, that's right. I remember you telling me about this. I had done two albums. I was off the road. I was starting my third album called Rush Street. And I went to a hockey game in LA. I was still living in LA at that the first time around. And I went to a hockey game and I ended up sitting next to Tommy Lee and Heather Locklear. Mm -hmm. And we just started talking and we had some mutual friends. And he said, are you on the road? I said, no, I just finished. I'm back in the studio making a new record. And I honestly can't remember whether he said, well, you know, hey, I'd love to play on something. Or if I said to him, you know, I'd sure love to get you to play on something, thinking he wouldn't because our music is so different. And he turned to me and he went, and of course, when do you want to, when do you want to do it? Do you, have, do you have something in mind? I was like, I do actually. And I just written this song called Streets of Pain. It's absolutely the hardest rocking song I think I've ever written. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um, It does not, like, if you heard this one, you'd be like, who is that? Uh, Anyway, it was maybe a week later. I called him. He came to the studio where we were recording at this amazing studio in Hollywood. And it was Tommy on drums, Steve Lukather from Toto mm-hmm. on guitar, and Randy Jackson on bass. Wow. And that's Randy a was superstar, all-star Yeah, team. but I mean, Randy was a superstar session player at that time. Yeah. This is way before, you, you know, that's a no for me, dog. <laughs> uh, way before American Idol. And Randy is, I tell yeah. everybody, like, one of the greatest musicians I've ever known. He's done some of, the, some of the biggest uh, records. Oh, He's yeah. been on some of the most successful projects yeah but he played music on history. so many of my records <laughs> yeah and so we had this day in the studio where we cut this song called streets of pain which, which is on the rush street album you can listen to it on apple music or spotify i don't care uh and whichever one offends you the least whichever one offends you the least 
And it was such a great day because I remember Tommy working so hard yeah. on his groove and it was different. I mean, even though it was a hard rock song, yeah, it was a little different than what he'd done before. And he hadn't played on other people's records at that point. And I remember when we were listening to the playback, he was running around the console, the, mm -hmm. the engineering console in the control room. He was so happy. Wow. He, he thought it sounded so great and it did. Yeah. And he was, he had this very childlike energy about him. Yeah. But when he sat behind the drum kit, it was all business and very focused. Yeah. And he's a, he's a really, you know, really cool. I, I had a great time. I, we didn't end up hanging out after that, right. but I loved working with him. Well, that's another example of, you know, what you have to do to be at the top of your game, at the top of your business. You have to be super focused and you have to be that, um, you have to care about it that much, about doing a good job. Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter what it is that you think you want to do. And I know that the catchphrase these days is, oh, listen, if you can dream it up, you can do it. You can do anything you want, anything that you can see yourself. It's not that simple. Yeah, it's it starts not. with that. It starts with the vision. But unless you focus on becoming the best at something and you sleep, drink, breathe, and eat whatever that project is or that thing that you're trying to get really good at then you're not going to be in the top of your game you're yeah. just not going to be on the top of your game yeah so we have to let's watch it tonight yeah let's watch some I, more of I it was, tonight i remember we i was saying to you a couple nights ago didn't we start watching something that yeah we that's what it was. it was that yeah that's what it was I, we got a little that. sleepy on the last episode but yeah. i remember we were kind of into it so we're gonna dig back into that all right kids have a great week. I hope you guys had uh, sex <laughs> yes. with whomever or however, or just yourselves. Uh, we will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening and take good care of each other. Bye. Thanks for listening to Tequila Talk with Daisy Fuentes and Richard Marks. Download new episodes every week. And if you haven't already, subscribe and be sure to leave us a rating and review. And while you're at it, Check out some of the other great shows available on Straw Hut Media. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.